welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And my name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And my name is Scott. Yay, best podcast ever. This is what we do for an hour. If you're a first time listener, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your patronage. And we'd like to actually thank our newest venue for some people to listen to, rainbowradio.fm. Right. Uh, We actually air on that new network, which you can find on the internet. Uh, Just type in rainbowradio.fm. FM, what do you know on the internet uh, and everything? Saturday at 9 p.m. Uh, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio. Uh, that's an app you can get that has a lot of awesome radio stations. Yeah, it's got a it's got a podcast radio network. Yeah, podcast radio network. We're on uh, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Yep. Uh, you're or list- you you might just be like uh, like found us on iTunes. You bumped in and was like, hey, or, now I'm listening through a subscription. Or maybe on Stitcher. Yeah. Or Podbean. What just name? What it's been the rest of the time naming every Day. single way. <laughs> Every single one. But if you're on any of those, uh, the easiest way, if you're a listener, to help our show is to hit us up on iTunes and give us a five-star review. And yep. uh, what we do is we read them on air. Uh, we actually are backlogged on them since we haven't paid attention to them since January, apparently. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, I, I, I honestly like was like, oh, maybe we just maybe it's done. Everybody who listens to our show listens to them. I kind of forget to like. Yeah, we got. We actually we still get bunch. new listeners and stuff. So we actually have uh, some to read at the end of the show that we're going to be giving a little shout out to. So yep. So before we close out the show we'll, we'll if you gave us a review in the last say uh four months we'll uh we'll hit you up yeah yeah we got it uh besides that uh we do have another thing we do on the side besides the podcast we have a patreon uh yeah. yes i understand it every- is still part it's still part of the podcast really but it's, it's something yeah. different you know let's say i understand every other podcast is a patreon they want you to subscribe and pay them money but ours is better so ours is better because we started an entirely new show called lost and found and that is exclusively hidden behind the patreon wall uh, currently, if you subscribe for the dollar level, what you get is a shout out on air and the first episode of each month's new show that we make within Lost at Home. That's right. Or Lost and Found. Lost sorry. and Found. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get the first episode to entice you. Right. And that's, uh, it's a sampler them, pack. Three of them so far, right? Yeah. You get the three first episodes. First of all, you have Lost at Home Dingo Droppings, which is uh, me deciding to vacation in New Zealand. Yeah. I was I was out of the country for the time <laughs> that was recorded, but our good buddy Bruce Bruce joined us to help you out on that one. And then we have, I believe, Meet the Northrips, which is our 90s throwback so sitcom. Far, honestly. Might be the best thing we've ever made that, in that is, three years recording. Well, especially, like, like we've made some great produced stuff, like, one-off episodes and things, but, like, this was four weeks of good, solid shit, I gotta yeah. say. And you'll get the first one for free, or not for free, but for a dollar. Yeah, for a dollar, yeah. yeah. And uh, then we that, did Lost and Found Quest, which is Jer, myself, our friends Nick, Walt, and Mark doing role-playing. And uh, actually, the week that you're listening to this, you may, uh, you may have noticed if you uh, are subscribe or if you don't regardless if you're checking in on this the last two episodes should be dropping the week that you're listening to this actually and yep. then we're going to start a whole new batch for april next week yep and this is a outtake session where we uh take interviews that didn't quite make it to air and our infamous 10 questions that we do to every famous person we interview on this show we feature as uh half of each episode yeah a lot so of, a it's lot, two per episode a lot of people don't uh realize that like while we do air a lot of uh interviews that we don't necessarily air every single one that we record there are some that don't quite make the cut um but we did Generally, the 10 questions are really, really good. No matter who we interview, they're really, really fun. So we decided it's not worth 
like making people hold out for this. You might as well be able to hear that if you are a subscriber. You get some of these, yeah, outtakes, if you will. Yeah, and if you subscribe to the $3 level, you get the entire Lost and Found catalog of past episodes, and you are in the queue to get new ones as they appear. Uh, also, at the dollar level, we threw in one of our Lost commentaries. Uh, each month, we have our fans on the Lost and Found Actually, I think it's considered the Lost and Lost at Home. It is, yeah, fan page. Lost, Lost at Home fan page because it's for everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. for everybody. It's on it's on Facebook. Uh, if you're not a member, uh, apply to be a member. We'll uh, we'll vet you hard. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then uh, if we decide you can be in, we'll let you in. And what you can do is you can vote on our monthly uh, commentary track. Yeah. Uh, we did Speed 2 last month. We just got through Spice World. Yeah, and actually by the time you're listening to this, that's probably out there. And we actually were thinking about releasing that for either free or something like that, I mean? Yeah, possibly. this is kind of weird. Is that The commentary tracks come under our $5 tier because it's two hours of content that we release each time. But we're giving away uh, this new one, Spice World, Spice for World. free. Because a lot of people were requesting it, plus uh, we hit... Some and we're folks give- up on Twitter, right? That yep, kind of cross promotion. There is a cross promotion going on with a uh, twenty years of Spice Girls uh, fan club who did a documentary on them, and we're going to cross pollinate between us two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also for the dollar level, where you get the first episode of each month's episode, we threw in Speed 2's commentary just for funsies. Uh, outside of that, uh, all you can do is support the show by doing that. Um, just help us. We need to buy hard drives. Uh, the show is not free. Uh, we have done three years for free to make sure everyone who listens to us is happy. And at this point, we actually do need a, a little bit of uh, fundage to keep going. That's good, yeah. yeah. But that being said, uh, back into the free content, we're going to go uh, straight into web droppings? Web droppings! Web droppings! All right, I think you... you I guess you got the bulk of these web droppings. We're going to go back and forth. I think I've got some of these, but... Yeah, uh, uh, past guest of the show and friend of the show. I Dan. was hoping you would like go right into... like. I was hoping we could use this to like pimp out the fact that, hey, we got Dan Harmon on the show once. It, it didn't feel like pimping until you explicitly didn't know it as yeah, such. Yeah. <laughs> just, just putting Dan Harmon on a quarter and a, on a, with fucking short shorts on. Just be like, shake that ass, Harmon. You're fucking selling Lost at Home podcast t-shirts now, which you can get at lostathomepodcast.com. <laughs> Go to our store. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the pimp episode where we just sell, just, we we just sell each other on the street like whores. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So Dan Harmon, what about Yeah, him? friend of the show and past guest Dan Harmon's oh, show, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, came out with its uh, first new episode of season three which is super late but they did it in the most clever way possible they did a constant live stream of the same episode running back to back for the entirety of april fools they considered it an anti-april Fool's, where they actually gave you something for real as opposed to being like one of the other dick april fools things were like hey hang you don't get this awesome thing that we pretended existed speaking of which an apology to my wife for saying you're full of shit when she said <laughs> rick and morty <laughs> season three premiere is now live streaming they uh, actually like dan Harmon specifically and justin Rowland released this to break up marriages like, yes, so, yes exactly like that so the way she's like, like you hey, know honey. we can watch it anytime we want i'm like fuck you <laughs> fuck you and your lies i'm out of here i'm going to sleep with that bitch you know april fool's day is a hard day for me it's a day i found out i was adopted I really was adopted, but it was a weird train of lies <laughs> yeah. and mystery. Just I don't know why they chose that one day to fucking tell me. Because, like, I didn't believe it for a second. I mean, like, an entire 24 hours. And then they hours. told me it was real, and then they told I'm me like, it yeah, wasn't. Right, yeah, Man, that's a fucking shitty it way for like parents to break that It was a cruel string of uh, April Fools's. 
<sighs> but yeah, um, they aired their first episode in almost a year and a half, and uh, it was amazing. It tied up all the loose strings from season two's finale with Rick being an intergalactic prison and Earth being a tourist destination. And the reason why we're bringing it to the show is there was an amazing subplot about McDonald's, Szechuan sauce, dipping sauce that apparently existed in 1998 specifically to help sell the movie Mulan that had a tie-in with McDonald's. Yeah, well, like a lot of Disney movies did at the time with Happy Meals and stuff like that, right? That was the Disney's Mulan. Yep, yep. and I, I love that not only does the episode mention it early on and double down on it early on, but the entire end rant with Rick yelling at Morty it just triple downs on it where he's just like, I did it all for the Szechuan sauce. Nine, <laughs> nine years of the show, nine seasons. We're going to get that Szechuan sauce. You hear me? We're going to get that Szechuan sauce. And he just kept going off and off and off in a, in a horrific dark rant. And uh, what we've learned is that McDonald's is semi-receptive. Um, Rick and Morty's official Twitter page put out McDonald's Mulan commercial from 1998 from uh, the YouTube uh, grab of it. And said, you want to get on in this? Call me. And McDonald's replied. And they said, McNubba Lubba Dub I know. That's actually like, I got to say, I, I hate like the, the corporatization, like when people like try to like grasp on to like some cool millennial thing, whatever. And they try I really hate hard. when rich people do things too. <laughs> exactly. But they actually like, I got to say, that's actually pretty solid. McLub, I mean, like that... some, somebody there knew enough about Rick, yeah. Rick and Morty to go McNubba Lubba Dub Dub. I got to say as a, uh, as an avid Reddit user, uh, Wendy's may be my new favorite fast food chain. They, well, they've been one of my faves for, if I had to pick one, I like their square burgers anyway. Sure. But their uh, their square tastes better. Their, uh, social knows. presence is insane and it's Reddit heavy. Like, they respond to people with meta things that no normal person's going to get when they see it on Twitter. So they, they, like, hired some, like, cool person who probably had never eaten Wendy's ever. And it's like, just be cool on Reddit. And they're like, all right. And but they, they run they their fucking, Twitter feed. And yeah. they, they they write and their yeah. Twitter feed referencing Reddit. So they're, they're they make, yeah, okay. They're, they're smart. It's insanely smart. They don't just have like sixty-year-olds in a boardroom trying, like, making decisions on what they should post on Twitter. Well, that's that's literally why I brought this story to the table. It's not just that McDonald's did this cool thing. It's the fact that these corporations that are well hated by your average human being, who has a, a, even the slightest understanding of gastrointestinal uh, health, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, just like gut health. If you know gut health, you know you don't eat at these places. They I like if you dumped it down to gut health because you couldn't figure out the other word. <laughs> Gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal. Gastro, gastro, astronomical. One of those. Yeah, right. Gastroastronomical. Gastro I think that's what you started saying. And then you cut it off and started saying gut health instead. I but, saw the fault. <laughs> you, you, I but no, gastrointestinal. Yes, correct. Or, or gut health. Yes. I saw there was a little uh, a dirty spot in my my Hubble lens. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably Szechuan sauce. <laughs> Got a little spilled on there in the Hubble. It was fucking gastroesophageal. Remember those shit. ten Earth-like planets? Nah, just nugget chunks. Oh shit! I just pooped all over the lens. Um, but but yeah, yeah, the idea here is that they actually seem kind of on board with doing this, and it would be. At this point in pop culture history, it would be kind of dumb for them to go against the current. Uh, obviously, they've hired social media managers that are doing their job to a point where I want to, I want to do like one of those government like .org change.org petitions, yeah, to give the McDonald's social media manager and the uh, Wendy's social media manager raises 
They, they have understood what it means to run a social media account. Which is, yeah, which is tough, especially like in, com- coming off of companies like Pepsi who completely botched their attempt to Now, do like, you consider go that with Pepsi millennials? ad with uh, uh, Kendall? 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 Do you consider that botched or do you consider society to be too oversensitive? Uh, a little of both. I yeah, think I, I see I, it as a little I, of both. First of all, I think society. I, I hate Kendall I, I think, Jenner because she's the part of the clan. I, I think I think uh, society is too oversensitive, but I also think everybody knows that, and they, as a large company who's trying to like reach out, should be aware of that and actually have adapted their message. They're a corporation; they're supposed to adapt their oh, message. Oh, that, that that ad, and, and, and it's that not like they were being edgy. Committee. They were just they were just like. And it's just, it was and it's so pandering. And the thing it's is, it's cringeworthy. And, and actually, uh, the thing I do have to say about like the about people being too oversensitive, I think it had less to do with people being oversensitive and people just being like, "We get when you're trying way too hard to pander, pandering, and you're just yeah. really doing a bad job at pandering." There was you're a, doing a bad job. photographer. There was it a just do it, 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 it. It was like yeah, like you said by committee, they were just trying too hard to do it. If, what it, are if we it had been edgy, sad. Who's taking the photos for a photo shoot? A white guy, Mu- a Muslim woman in a burqa. Yeah. But like everybody's cool with her because now everybody's drinking Pepsi. But the uh, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like if it was edgy and and people had an issue with it, then I would say it's because people are too oversensitive. But it was trying to be so sensitive and pandering. That's what pisses me off. That even the oversensitive, you know, generation. And if like, and if I, gonna, I totally was with them. Like, oh, you're right. This is fucking. If ridiculous. you're gonna pander, do it tongue in cheek. There's a way to do it. You don't have Kendall meta. You can you can meta pander where like you're making it clear. Like, but that's where people understand what they're doing and they're comedic. Yeah. Whereas for some reason, soft drinks have to be. Like this beautiful, you know, give the world a Coke. They have to be changing the world. They're a fucking soda. Hey, I will say either Coke or Pepsi, this speaks volumes to how well the marketing went, uh, about five years ago used a Lyrics Born song in their ad campaign. That's true. Yeah. And I was like, I damn, that. That, that's that's digging. That's, that's a song that music audiophiles will get. But your average human being was like, oh, catchy tune. And to yeah. me, that was... That was pandering in an interesting way. It's like, oh, you're you like more obscure music? This might be for you. Yeah, but but they also like made sure to pick one that was catchy enough that other people would actually latch onto it. I'm fine with that. That's good. I think. But. Um speaking of pandering, let's move our subjects discussion to the US government. And um our next story basically centers on how the US government decides to uh fund studies, uh where their money goes. And the story I bring to the table is a centerpiece for this Thanksgiving dinner that is the government wasting money. Uh, U.S. government spent $1 million to determine if cheerleaders are more, are more attractive as a squad. Yeah, in other words, beauty in groups, right? Like, beauty in numbers. Are women more attractive when there's a lot yeah. of well, them? In other words, like, our perception of them. Not are they, it, or is, do they become more attractive, but do we perceive them as more attractive if all of a sudden there's a bunch of them in the group and they're pretty... There's like a twenty pretty women who have are cheerleaders. You're like, oh, they must be attractive because they're cheerleaders. Does it make us perceive them that way? Based on how much they spent on this study, I think they could answer it with the numerical value of the study. Does more money make things happen? The answer, uh, going through all this, these bullshit studies, because there's a lot more that we can talk about here, um, is yes, more money and uh, makes things happen, and yes. Women apparently become more attractive in groups, right? Yep. Uh, actually, that was the finding that women are more attractive in groups. Yeah. Or again, like by that being perce- our perception of women in groups is that oh, they're a, a group of you know attractive women, therefore they are really beautiful because they're a group. 
Yeah, this is a... Uh, you always keep one ugly one in there, like some little hobbit that just, uh, that to make all the other ones look like really attractive in comparison. Yeah, like the Dallas Cheerleader Squad, they could only hire sevens this year instead yeah. of nines. Yeah. But they threw in a one. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't, you never throw a one in. <laughs> you never, no, no. Yeah, you gotta roll a one in. <laughs> I don't even think they have feet. Well, she, I was gonna say she's almost a two because one leg was replaced with a wooden peg. <laughs> okay. But that just made rolling just, harder. Just it was picture, just a lot of clacking. I think they just come clack, in, clack, 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 bring clack, them clack. in and bring in like a wicker basket, like basket case, just this fucking monster or something like that. But ones I mean, ones are hard to find. But yeah, no, but yeah, like, I, I, I see that, like where people will but also, you know, put a comparison. Who attractive to like is the demographic of people being asked like here's one woman is she attractive and she's one of the cheerleaders right and what is what is the demographic of people i haven't read the whole study i mean it's it's gotta be thorough asian mexican is it male female bi you know is it it, how it's gotta be a thorough study and i actually kind of want to read the whole thing but i don't because i don't want to waste my own fucking time but it's uh it was a million dollar study there's got to be some real dollars and how does it cost a million dollars to grab 20 cheerleaders be like, we're going to pay for you to hang out this afternoon. They're like, ah, sure. It's, it's like, the, I'd, I'd like to hang out. I mean, what do you have Hannah? And they're like, well, it's a government study. A hundred yeah. bucks each. And the thing is, though, I should and say. And then, then, then the people who do the study are usually free. I, when you go in to do a study, I mean, it's either free or it's, it's cheap. Like, when you see those university studies. It's like, usually the researchers. Does affect your boners? It's the studies in the, in the studiers, the researchers that usually take. Although I should notice that, that these aren't necessarily government studies but they are government funded studies and by that it means universities your apply tax, for apply for grants your and they tax get, yeah. dollars at work your, yeah your, your tax dollars pay for it. it's not now, like the government specifically says we need the study but our tax dollars go to pay for grants that uh, universities apply for and a lot of times they apply for kind of ridiculous things for people's like senior theses and stuff like that now you dug deeper uh, yeah because this uh, this this uh, report was actually like 20 of like the most ridiculous ones or something like that. And it was actually by uh, like an Arizona Republican senator um, who was trying to like point out that uh, you have a lot of your tax dollars wasted. And it's I, one of the greatest is, things that Republicans ever do, even though I'm not a part of that party, is that they don't like wasteful spending. No, legitimate, but, but legitimate sh- conservative conservatism I'm actually okay with. But people like put, trying to like clamp down on this or maybe, I don't know, uh, Trump going to Mar-a-Lago like every weekend yeah, and, and spending that. all the millions of dollars to what, like protect his wife in New York because she hates his hus- her husband. What I hate on wasteful like spending is stuff like that and like Meals on Wheels and NPR and things they're cutting that, you know, shouldn't be cut. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying, like, you were literally saying that NPR and Meals on Wheels should be cut because you thought those were wasteful spending. No, 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 you, no. But you're saying, they're saying those are wasteful spending, but they're willing to, uh, like, put all this money toward these ridiculous things. Yeah, for um, the amount of money to find out if girls are hotter in groups could yeah. have paid for so but, many I mean, meals. But I could, I could definitely say, like, all these studies are definitely, they're by universities, which are, I mean, they are regardless of you know how slanted it might sound they are generally more um liberal you know uh and so i could see why republicans would want to cut this stuff but i could also see why every american would maybe not want to say i don't know put five million dollars this was the biggest of the studies five million dollars to see if you feed birds alcohol if they slur when they sing this was five million dollars across three studies not just one study three studies i want to know the answer the answer is sort of. <laughs> seriously, no. Seriously, it was like it was like okay. They apparently have the same judgment and stuff, but like the uh, the alt the uh, amplitude um, draws a little bit. But they can't. But then they like they, I think really what happened is humans realized. Oh wait, we don't know what it sounds like if a bird slurs. 
So we don't know. That's probably why it costs $5 million to fucking put this study together. Um, uh, there's these things like, do Republicans and Democrats look different? That costs only 50 grand, which is, yeah, it's not so bad. Um, the, uh, the other one I really liked is somebody wanted to know, uh, wh- which part of the body hurt the most where you, when you got stung on it. So they Dick. apparently, there was a study where Clitoris. somebody, somebody essentially got paid to get stung on the, by the government to get stung on the dick multiple times and then record, uh, you know, other parts of the body too, but to record the, essentially the pain index to create a kind of a chart of your body of where it hurts the most to get stung. And guess what? It's all fucking obvious. Like the parts with the most nerve endings in your dick and stuff like that, your lip, your eyeball, those hurt more. Big deal. That cost, uh, that cost a lot of money too. I mean, okay. I cost $1 million. Wow. Okay. $1 million grant from New York. Yeah. Jared, quick question. Yeah. Which would you rather be stung by a bee on? Your eyeball or your... The the head of your dick? Head of my dick. Easy. The head of my dick's mostly fat and stuff. It's not really... Mostly that's actually fat? Wait. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like... You know, it's... Are you okay? It's, it's spongy, you know? Are you okay? A, there's not a lot of nerve endings on the tip of your dick. It's right no. underneath that hurts. I thought they all were on the tip of your dick. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I guess I thought it was right underneath it. I'm thinking nerve endings alone might keep you from saying that, but also I don't the know, I, I, I bet you, of being stung I bet eye. you I could put a pin right in my dick, dick tip right now, and be fine. I'm not going to do it. Not, not, down the, not down the urethra, though. That would, that would hurt like a motherfucker. Bees in your But your, I feel like I could, I, I feel like, may, like I maybe have just pinched my dick so much I can't, got no feeling in it. So. Why are you pinching your dick? Why wouldn't I? It's fucking, it's there. Ever since I was a kid, I pinched my dick. Okay. You know, just tweeze it. Just well, you it. learn something new every day. <laughs> no, just uh, tweeze it. Welcome just like, to the last episode of Lost in Podcast. You can make, you make little, uh, little mouth talk. Be like, hey, little buddy. Hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. You never do that? Can't, can't say I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, sir. All right. Can't say uh, I haven't. Uh, you, you've, got actually, a, you've got another study here. That though. does bring us into our next study. This yeah. is another weird government study. This is from 2016, a little late. But um, this is actually something that's going to be happening again this coming year. And this is a primer piece for a future podcast. Yes. Um, they have basically a Nobel Prize for bad studies. Yeah, it's a, uh, fa- it's a fake Nobel. It's kind of like the Razzie of Nobel Prize. It is the right? Razzies yeah. of, yeah. Uh, what they ended up doing was they were curious about whether different material of pants for men changed the sperm count. So instead of putting different pants on men and counting their sperm, they ended up... Well, that would abuse men. You don't want to do that. No, no. They ended up taking rats and they (laughs) sewed little teeny tiny pants out of different materials like polyester, polyester blend, cotton, etc. And they checked Uh, their boners? And they, they put them on the mice. And they made the mice run around these little teeny hand-knit pants. I think they're rats, right? And then they, uh, from what I can tell from the research, they jerked them off. No, they're mice. They're mice. uh, No, they're they're rats. Okay, they're rats. It really doesn't matter. No, no. (laughs) It really doesn't. No, it's different. They're rats. They're larger. They put pants on rodents. Yeah. They're 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 four-inch pants instead of one-and-a-half-inch pants. It's different. (laughs) And then they jerked them off. And then they counted their sperm. Uh, What they ended up finding was that, yes, there actually is a slight difference. Okay. Like polyester, uh, I think they said, was a little bit lower, and they thought maybe it was because of the static electricity or something like that. They that, did. Yeah. It was exactly that. Polyester blend pants displayed less sexual activity, meaning in general, like less uh, interest, less sperm yeah, count. Yeah. They didn't even want to get jacked off by the exactly. whoever had that job. Yeah. Now, they're wondering, and this is uh, this study was uh, <laughs> uh, 
Harvard commented on this, by the way, and said it was hilarious that they did this. Yeah. Uh, but they said this could be applied to humans because rats are often used in human scientific and bio research. So uh, this should be a one-to-one, if you will. So think about that. If you're wearing polyester pants, uh, perhaps maybe uh, you, you don't try to go out with those and try to get laid because it may not work out for you if you're a male and uh I don't, no. I don't, I mean, I guess um, maybe I own some polyester pants that I don't know, like dress pants or something like that. I don't know if anything I own is polyester. I never look at the tags. I mean, polyester really is like a blend of materials, right? Like for the most part, it's like, yeah, oh, it's a polyester blend. You got some polyester, you got some cotton in there. I think probably, I'm guessing like some stretchy stuff or whatever, maybe some dress pants I have maybe. I, don't, um, I just don't know. Yeah, I'd have to go, uh, okay, I'd have to go I've look got a, I've got a question for you, Scott, because you had one for me that you posed earlier. Um, would you prefer to take a job as a person who had to work in a sweatshop knitting tiny rat pants all day and all night or be somebody who just had to jerk a, a mouse off every uh like three hours two answers i would do the pants thing because i like doing creative stuff and that sounds interesting but same pants all day but i think i would be a like bar god for the entire future of my life if you ever go to a bar to like pour me a shot oh what do you do? I jerk off mice all yeah, day. Yeah, man, just jerk off rats. I don't know. I, I think you could still be a like at least maybe a subpar bar, bar god, but it's still good bar god if you like I knit pants for rats so that someone else can jerk them off. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be yeah, that guy. And yeah. then you point and over your shoulder like, at your yeah, friend. Yeah, old Timmy. <laughs> Timmy walks in and be like with a crooked hand because he's been jerking off mice all day. Uh, yeah. Him and his arthritis. Timmy and his tiny my, ma, tiny my, okay. Timmy and his tiny mouse taints. Timmy and his tiny mouse taints. Yeah, you gotta Timmy, you gotta work the taint. Timmy, yo, yo, well, that's the thing is it's a two handed process. You got a little jerk off. Sometimes you put your mouth on it, and uh, and then you also like tickle the taint a little bit. Well, that's how I picture science. I, I I picture it as like you're jerking off the mouse, and then you finish them. In your mouth. Well, you have to. And yeah. then you spit it into a test tube. Because, <laughs> uh... I, yeah. What? I feel like are, that's tainting evidence. Are you about to bring up contaminants? Because yeah, unless exactly. there's other semen in your mouth that's more virile... There will be. <laughs> You're not contaminating anything. I sucked off a xenomorph last night. You know what that's like? Jesus a- Christ. Acid reflux for hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. But not, you know and what? not even your own acid. But, man... Uh, but those, it is your own reflux. Yeah. Those motherfuckers can deep throat, though. Holy shit. You get a, get a xenomorph to suck your dick? You ever do that? Nope, nope, nope. I live in Vermont. It's cold weather up here. They would freeze. No, no, they're fine. I, I thought they were like walkers. Like, they freeze in the winter. They might. They, well, you mean like iguanas? They're just like up in the tree waiting for you? Like all I meant day. like You're zombies, like, oh, like zombie walkers. Like, they're, they're dead, and they have no way to create internal heat, so they freeze. But I can't. Right, no, but, they come, but what I mean is they thaw out, like like iguanas yeah, and stuff, yeah. where they thaw back out yeah. in the summer. Like now yeah, well, I'll get you, motherfucker. But your lizard analogy was way better because that's a real thing. <laughs> 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 like you see the fault in your logic now, because you? mine's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of like, in other words, they thaw out. Uh, in the summer again, so you well, got to watch out for it. But you, then you can like you can have fun with them, like a xenomorph. It's all like frozen, and you can like put them in weird like configurations. And yeah. then when they thaw out, they're all fucking like in the middle of a pond, and they're like, "What do we do?" And I was like also that. thinking of like the uh, the fun book xenomorph, the book World War Z by Max Brooks, uh, Mel Brooks's son. Mm-hmm. That was made into that terrible Brad Pitt movie. Yep. 
It had an entire chapter that took place in Vermont where uh, the zombies froze during the oh, winter. Oh, I've never read it. I should. And they, the, the, the people, like, it wasn't the main characters. Every story was different characters. It was an anthology, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, I think it was in Vermont, the, the zombies all froze. Either that or Canada. Might have been Northern. There was an entire chapter in Burlington. That's why I'm confusing okay, the yep, two. Yep. Um, where they literally were walking soldiers with iron rods were walking through fields of frozen zombies because winter hit and just... Killing them just one shattering by one, them, yeah, by just one just smashing their heads. They're yeah. frozen. They're just sitting there. That makes sense. They can't they get, can't get actually... rid of them during winter. So essentially, after the first winter, the entire northern hemisphere would be kind of free of zombies. I think actually that was one of the arguments in maybe it was even in his like zombie manual of um, of why it's actually good to get up into the northern hemisphere when it comes to like the winter. It's actually a safe place from zombies. So. We, uh, by the way, we were late putting up our question of the week, which we're also going to do at the end of the show, but the answers are rolling in, even though I put it in five minutes ago. That's good. I don't even know what it is. That's how late it is. <laughs> you do I, not know. But I, I themed it to the show, which was actually kind of awesome. It, it helped come up with an idea because some weeks I struggle. Uh, but yeah, once again, if you go to the Lost Home Podcast on Facebook and you uh, either like the page or just like the fa- uh, fan group. Uh, within our fan group, we allow you to pick our movie commentary, and we allow you to uh, take part in question of the week. Any uh, question of the week answer you leave, we read at the end of the show, and we have uh, we have five already, and it's been up for not even three minutes. That's so good. We're, yeah, we're rolling. Them yeah, in. I actually forgot about that. And as, as far as uh, as far as the time goes, um, uh, I don't know. We we do we're have... out of it. Have a great week, <laughs> yeah, everybody. See you later, everybody. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just about ready to go into the Google hole. If you are, I uh, uh I've got. I mean, there is one more story. I don't know if you want to cover the Aussie rapper this time, or if you want to get our buddy Bruce Bruce next week to chat with us about it. Uh, let's just let's do it real quick. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I feel like there's enough merit to it. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so there's an Australian rapper named uh Tupac. Tupac. He, his real name is Terry Peck. P E C K. And it's two with a two and P. Tupac with an E and not as good. Now, he is known as an aspiring Gold Coast rapper. That is being generous. Yes. Uh, He allegedly dined on an expensive seafood dinner. And uh, he dined... Well, he definitely did that, but he allegedly dashed. Well, here, let's let's break this down. He's 33 years old, and his $621 meal bill at Omeros Bros Seafood Restaurant this past Sunday included... Two lobster mornays, 21 oyster shooters, a baby octopus, and multiple drinks. Multiple drinks, yep. That'll that'll rack you up to 621 uh, at a decent restaurant. So No. Uh, so I'm guessing, what does Tupac do when the bill comes? I'm guessing he pays it uh, and, and says, have a good day, sir. And then he wanders out on the beach and has a great time and has a surf. He ran from the... St- Staff literally ran out of the restaurant and he ran straight <laughs> into, into the, the surf. Into, into the, the ocean. It's great. Um, and, and the thing that I love about this is, uh, okay, he was arrested in the ocean, which is great because there was apparently lifeguards. Oh, yeah, uh, he was swimming out to yeah. sea. Yeah. Like he was just like, I'm going to see how far I can make it. He's trying to make it to New Zealand or something. I've eaten so much seafood. I'm now one with them. Yeah. I'm just going to. the octopus. But you're my wings. <laughs> And instead, what they did is the, the the Coast Guard or whatever their version of it is in Australia, the Coast Guard. Well, it was the lifeguards in conjunction with police. Yeah, um, the, the police used the lifeguards jet, jet ski to probably get to him in pretty quick 
turn. Like, you know, I you don't think, well, I don't we think all he's out like The ocean wants, before you get out it's to a certain to get point, you back. it wants to get you back. Once yeah, you hit yeah. a certain point, it wants to kill get, you. Get, get you out. Kill and you. I'm guessing he didn't make it that far, especially against a jet ski. So they arrested him in the water. And it, the great thing is, is uh, Rapper Tupac arrested by jet ski in Dine and Dash on water. Did you read what his uh, excuse was as to why he dined and dashed? No. He uh, he apparently said one of my friends texted me and said they were giving birth, so I needed to run out and uh, help them, and so he ran. And uh, apparently he said, oh, but I got arrested before I got to help them. I don't know where they were giving birth. If On he the was beach. swimming, Yeah, but he was swimming out into the ocean. Oh, that yacht out there. <laughs> yeah, that, that they yacht. They were on the That's yacht. Right. You can't see it because I couldn't make it. And he's it, a trained guys... surgeon. Yeah, so, so apparently uh, this guy... And here's the thing is I actually was like, oh, okay, we got a rapper. We got some, like an he, Australian he, he rapper. He also said one of the yeah. lobsters was overcooked. He did, and, and, uh, and the uh, restaurant has been refuting that. They said they cooked their lobsters perfectly. For six hundred twenty-one bucks for a bill, they better cook their goddamn lobsters pretty goddamn well. So he's uh, charged. And honestly, stealing? that still doesn't mean you can just leave. Be like, oh, I yeah, don't yeah. like it. See you. Like you can get it knocked off your bill if you beg your fucking waiter. He uh, was charged with stealing and two counts of seriously assaulting a police officer. Because apparently he did not wow. exactly go easily into the night. When get on the him. jet ski. Get on it. Get on the jet ski. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, get on the jet ski. I'll pin ya. You won't get on the jet ski and knock him back to land. Bam, bam. You want to throw another shrimp on the bobby? Is what the cops say there <laughs> when they arrest someone. That's what they say, yeah, yeah. And then, like, cops. Yeah. Australian cops. Australia cops. Nice. Nice. Um, the, the, uh, yeah, the, so uh, the thing about this is I was actually excited at first. I'm like, okay, in almost unknown Australian rapper, this would be a great thing to go out on. I don't think I can let you all suffer through that. I thought maybe... Okay, so I found him three songs on SoundCloud. And, and Are they it was, awesome? And it was Terry Peck. Um, yeah, I can't let you guys hear it because it's so awesome. In fact, I there, there's a part of me that still may go out on one of these songs. I'm not Oi. saying we will or won't. I'm, the Aust- I'm Australian too, Peck. Where's my rip? Already better. Already <laughs> way better, dude. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm the big pip, fucking dodging on my shrimp. Already way better. Gonna jump that get ski, gotta get a quick ski. That's a Russian word, they're north of us, you see. I, I actually, I, I gotta say, I actually kind of wish uh, we we could get uh, Bruce Bruce to challenge Tupac to a fucking rap battle, because I, 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 I know- Big shrimp and a pimp. Uh, 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 our, our buddy Bruce Bruce isn't even a huge, like, he does, like, doesn't he use it for the most, he's not a big rap guy. Hates he doesn't, rap. He doesn't, hate it but he he's not a big fan of the the culture maybe, maybe, you know uh, of, of the that, australian that rap culture no, that just he's actually it. he's a fan of american rap he just doesn't like the australian rap culture and um uh, with with the exception of south south african um which is very you know, very close to uh, australia in terms of uh uh word and stuff like that he's a big fan of um but he's not he's he's kind of a self-hating australian in a way and uh so it's too, but it's too bad we couldn't get him to rap battle tupac like flat out online, because I gotta say, I've heard his stuff, two pecs, and I think an amateur could fucking beat this guy. To the point where I almost want to play it at the end of the show. I don't think I'm going to. I think it's too terrible for all of you to hear. Well, we'll, we'll leave we'll decide. you all waiting we'll, with bated breath. We'll decide. You, if, you, you will be I, if, wondering And if, if I do, I will find the worst of what he has so you know how fucking amazing he is. Uh, anyway. All right, our discussion piece for this week is a story coming out of Antarctica and from the Russian front. 
what we have here is a story about something called Organism 46B. And this is some last podcast on the left, cryptozoological. Yeah, this like, reminds me of something like, I would hear on Mysterious Universe, you yeah. know, the Australian... Uh, awesome australian podcast if people haven't heard it i um, haven't heard of it before you mentioned it five it, minutes ago they, they have they have some bazillion mazillion listeners on them they have they, they make like a hundred grand a month on patreon they're fucking awesome and that was five minutes ago not our time but like recording time we do cuts. right yes yeah, yeah we had a cut just there we all we all took a walk outside it's it's almost 80 degrees in vermont right now yes, we're, we're kind of yeah. we needed a break to walk outside yeah no it we don't get this uh well we don't get this often so um, now, we, will, we will eventually. But. Now, this falls into the category of conspiracy theories and automatically kind of falls into a bullshit category because of how uh, incredible it is. But on face value alone, this is an amazing story and well worth like diving into. It e- is. It's an amazing if, story. It is. Even if it's a work of fiction. Um, what we have here, and this is an outline from the story, are seven basic points that we're going to walk through real quick. Uh, Jer, I'm going to read each point, and if you'd like to combat them with uh, fact and reason, uh, feel free. I may or may not. I don't know. Uh, no, I, no. I, I do have some stuff to chime in, at least at the end, but I will, I will, see, uh, I will see. I don't know what your, your seven uh, points are. So. Number one, there are freshwater, unfrozen lakes underneath the ice caps of Antarctica. Uh, I, that may or may not be true. That could that be actually true. that I actually think, could very well be true. I, I think that may be true. That, and that and, would make sense that it would be because you know they're just frozen, right? They could be, they could be underneath there, just ready to go, right? Also, the best lies are rooted in truth, right? Yeah. So some of these earlier points may very well be valid. Uh, number two, uh, in those freshwater lakes, Russian scientists found a super predator from millions of years ago that they have named Organism Forty Six B. It just took a little bit of a leap from hey still, there might still, be there there might be some uh, lakes underneath still there. grounded in fact still grounded in fact they may have found like uh, something there I don't know like I I okay I, I actually do know some facts about where the origins of this story came from but I will let you continue okay uh, number three organism forty six B is related to the octopus that we're all familiar with today, like the very common octopus, except for several vital differences that make it a super predator as opposed to its highly intelligent kin. Okay. Um, Do you believe in that? No. Do you believe that could be possible? No. You don't believe a better octopus could exist? Uh, Oh, yeah, no, I believe a better octopus could exist. Um... And And that it could be a super predator. Because oh, oh absolutely! No, I, I feel like the so giant. You're saying I, I, you, I feel like the giant squid is a is a super predator. Destroy, of sorts. destroy Jer's uh, third point. Just keeping record here on my own. I'm keeping a little tally. Not destroyed my point. I just I'm just saying uh, yes. Of course, there could be a super predator out there that is better than. It doesn't mean the Russians found it underneath I'm glad Antarctica. Jer, I'm glad Jer reiterated all the points I made that made him wrong. That okay. was that was good <laughs> very, of him. Very, that, very was, good. that that was yeah. very good of you. Oh, by, by the way, what uh, what website did this come from? Did it come from something called uh, ConspiracyNation.com? <laughs> it did. Actually, originally it came from Express.co.uk.co, I don't know, .uk. Whatever. And this is absolutely um, a conspiracy a tabloid, theory, the tabloidy yeah. type thing. But what I love is the amazing detail and how... Uh, let me just It's keep a cool going. story. Let's let me just keep, keep going. going. Just keep going, because it's cool. Number four. Instead of eight arms, the organism, 46B has 14 arms so it's still supposedly um 
like related to the octopus. Do you think they didn't go with 16 arms to keep ridicule of doing double octopus? Probably. So yes. it's a double octopus. So you mean two? No, it's a... You sure it just wasn't two octopuses fucking? Fucking, no, yeah. No, 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 wait, shit. Oh, fuck, it was, wasn't it? They no, look, 14 they arms. They looked angry. Yeah, they were oh, fucking. 14 arms. Yeah, it's because they each had one of their arms slammed up the other's pusses. They were lesbian octopuses. Uh, number five. Organism 46B holds venom in its ink sac that can paralyze from up to 150 feet away. Okay, here's the thing. I could actually see uh, a an animal having that kind of capability because it's not too far off from some of the capabilities deep sea animals have. We actually don't know what exists under the deep ocean and I kind of wish that we would study it the same way that we study deep space. I think that would be great. I actually kind of wish there was a NASA type uh, like that well-funded arm of science that uh, experienced the deep. You said arm. I I bet we could, eight arms, uh, 16, 14 arms even. Um, Because I feel that we could find that kind of shit. Um, that being said, I don't think that kind of shit was found under Antarctica by uh, the Russians. Just now, gonna say that. I just looked up the numerical word for fourteen, like octo eight puss octopus. Okay, uh, I'm looking to see if there is a word like that is like octo. For yeah, it 14. is. It's it's a fourteen puss. Yeah, it's the thing is, I'm not I'm not seeing one. We'll look it up later then. Nope, still looking. We're just gonna have dead air. Just lots of dead air. We're we're good with time. That's fine. Um, can I can while while you're looking for that, can I uh, give some of my uh, oh I found I found a table. Okay, it is a quattro deck. That would make sense. Deck being deca. So it's a quattro dectopus. Quattro. Okay, cool. Quattro dectopus. Okay, quattro dectopus. Nice. I like it actually. That, that has a cool ring to it though. It actually kind of is better than organism forty six B. Yeah, quattro dectopus. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that sounds I, that's cool. A, that's just like a sci fi movie that Ralph Garman's totally. in. Oh my god, that that's that is one of those like um oh what's the guy that we uh guy that we interviewed that did like Sharknado and those guys. Uh, oh, Michael uh, uh, Law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like something that that guy would have a fucking blast doing. Yeah, that would be great. Um. All right, number six. Okay. Uh, Organism 46B can not only mimic other creatures, but can even mimic the shape of humans, making its camouflage greater than any other creature. That has to sound like bullshit, even to somebody who really thinks they want to believe it, right? I mean, it's it's a shapeshifter. No no matter what an octopus could do to look like a person, it would still look like a weird voodoo doll (laughs) just floating (laughs) in the water. I just just picture, like, dressing up in a suit and going into, like, a club. You're like, (laughs) are you on the list? (laughs) All right, I guess so. Boom, go in. He's got, like, a fake mustache over its 14 limbs. It's quadrectopus or whatever. That actually reminds me of the game Octodad. Have you ever played that for PlayStation? Mm Mm-mm. Uh, my kids are obsessed with it. It's about an octopus that lives on land and assimilated himself into a family of four and is now the stepdad to two kids and the wife. But when they go to, like, the museum or the mall, like, he still has to maneuver with all of his <laughs> arms. And, like, the whole idea is, like, you can't draw attention to yourself. Oh, that sounds so fucking cool. That's so, like So as you walk, your tentacles randomly grab paintings off the wall and rip them down, <laughs> and people can't notice you doing that. That's so creative. I fucking love the people who make games like yeah. that. Octodad is one of the best kids' games ever made, that sounds, that and as like, an adult, I love it. No, thing is, that sounds like something that like Sierra games would have made back in like the uh, like Space Quest era and stuff. That seems yeah. like a character from there, where you would have to be that person and not rip shit off the wall. It's yeah, like hilarious. It, it starts it's like Douglas Adams-style hilarious. The game starts with 
with him getting married to his human wife with the kids in attendance and the family. And you need to walk down the aisle without causing enough of a scene where they can tell you're an octopus. Here comes the Yeah, so you can't like you can't grab slapping people and grabbing a fedora off someone's yeah. head and just yeah, like you throwing. can't grab the priest and throw him over your head. So what are you like trying to control the other arms or shit? Like what? How the you... controls are wacky. Like every button basically is an arm, and that's you have crazy. to in conjunction make him be normal. Holy shit, that's fucking beautiful. And uh, the villains of the game are marine biologists. <laughs> Just like real life, man. Just yeah. like real life. Anytime you go somewhere, a marine biologist around those they, motherfuckers. If they see something off, because they'll notice, they'll notice something off about a human being with eight arms. Yeah, if you if you just like wacky games or have kids and want to play a weird game, just in general, uh, check out Octodad on PlayStation Network. I am curious about it. Hey, you can come to my house and play it for free. I've already I've already bought it twice because my kids that. love it that much. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Well, okay. Back to the uh, the. Uh, Quattrodectopus. Numero seven. All right. Russian President Vladimir Putin. And we the know Ru- who he is very and, well now. And the Russian government, in conjunction, are now in possession of this prehistoric beast. And they're going to weaponize it. And guess. they're trying to right. re- weaponize yeah. its venom specifically. Because, okay. Ah, Jesus. Because they want a paralyzing venom that could be used from 150 feet away. They have underwater. missiles that can blow people Only, up thousands oh, of miles away. The venom only works underwater too. There's so. so many. There's so many holes in this goddamn bullshit story that I shouldn't even have to go through the points that I have to go through. And I, just, I do want to make a couple of points right now. Can I? Um, first of all, uh, I, I, you said it was possibly you know these fun things are rooted in fact. There was apparently uh, around Lake Vostok in in. Uh, uh, Antarctica, there was a Russian expedition that had like a little bit of a scare for a, for a time they were missing, people didn't know where they went, and they were found and everything was fine. Boom, blah, 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 blah. But apparently, somebody um, had some fun and decided to write some stories about it. And this is actually from an amazing website, which I do want to point people to because it's really, really good. And this is ForsythStories.com. F O R S Y T H. Like William Forsyth? Yeah, F O R S Y T H stories.com and first of all the the original uh, uh, uh article that you're talking about actually exper- uh, uh, appeared on express.co.uk or something like that the the tabloid essentially the national Enquirer of the uk and everybody knew it was bullshit first of all the guy went back and forth by saying it was squid then an octopus and a squid then an octopus i mean they're virtually interchangeable but unless you're a journalist and you should be hopefully knowing the difference between yes, the two. Yes. Um so anyway, so so big deal, whatever. Um but the uh the, the beauty of that is apparently they caught on they, they kinda combined a few uh issue like they, they kinda combined a few stories and it's it's kinda like a I don't know, like Alex Jones style conspiracy theory stuff, but really more tabloidy. It's actually meant generally to be kind of fun and tabloidy. Um but they caught on to the original, as far as we can trace it back to, ForsythStories.com, which actually in 2000 and uh, I think it was 2012 or something like that, maybe it's 2014, um, wrote, this guy writes fictional stories, amazing fictional stories. One of them was Russian scientists claims team battled creature under Antarctic ice. And it's literally the exact, like, the, the, 
recreation of Further what the proof. article Further proof <laughs> that, that organism okay. exists. Yeah. So this guy just wrote a fake story. Like it was like and it wasn't even this is ForsythStories.com. And it's like I write fiction and somebody caught on to this and wrote it as an article years later, four years later in express.co.uk, whatever. And here's one of the other ones from ForsythStories.com that I really love. Is he also had one that says anthropologists held hostage by elves for seven years. So this is from the same mind that brought us that story that Why is so true. Why are we covering this news? Why aren't we covering <laughs> Let's go to the elves thing. <laughs> shit. This is, this is real shit. Um, but this is kind anyway, of the fun of uh, yeah. what we get into when we do like the obscure weird exactly. news. Is we do happen upon these things that look legit. And when you have to like dig and dig and dig, what you ended up First finding all, is okay. that a lot it, of it is Dude, no, it didn't ever look legit. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you read that ever once and go, oh, conspiracy-nation.com? No. I'm sure they really have the fucking stuff to say. What it did look like was fun and funny. Exactly, and that's why we covered it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we we covered it not as fact as we, we came down to, uh, to the reason that we do. We're willing to expose the truth. To all of you, uh, you can have fun reading these stories. And if you want to read more, go to ForsythStories.com. That guy has some amazing shit out there. Honestly, so. it's kind of good sci-fi writing when you get right down to it. It's fucking cool, man. That's that's a cool story. I kind of wish it was true. It's actually almost like H.P. Lovecraftian in a way, you know? Yeah. Like with a, like a big, I just think like tentacle creatures like attacking us. Yeah, like the movie, the, like the, movie the Void that I watched last night. Oh, they, I was going to watch that actually. Yeah, it's basically H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. And they, they said it's like an, an 80, an homage to like 80s B-movies with like Lovecraftian meets and Hellraiser ripoff. Rip off, and so, the thing. Yeah. And I actually want to see it. I, I, I think it's going to be fun. Oh enjoyable. yeah. Love it up until the end, then, then hate it. Cause it doesn't end. It's a movie that pisses you off That's fine. when you finish That's fine. it. I, I will still watch it. Kelly as long and I it's watched good. it last it's night. Only like, it's night. Like it's like eighty-seven minutes long. I'll watch it. Yeah, so. it's eighty-seven yeah. minutes long. And you know what? It has no ending. It's yeah. the shittiest part of it all. That's fine. I'm actually okay with movies with no endings. I'm okay with that. Uh, but as long as it's like fun and entertaining. Up. Until oh, it's that. absolutely so, good. Everyone should go pirate the void because otherwise you have to pay for it on VOD or go see it in a theater. Which I, I mean. You sh- if you want to see it, just pay for it. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not a bad movie. Just you could also after I saw it, I don't know if I want to. I want to urge people to pay for it anymore. No, no, it it did okay actually. Apparently, in opening on the opening weekend, that and Colossal, I think, were uh, like two good top horror movie. Oh yeah, um, I need to see Colossal still. Um, but uh, you know what? I need to see worse than that. Raw. Our five star reviews. Oh, that's right. Since this is not a horror podcast. No, that's right. We, we, we could be. We could create a totally separate podcast as if we, like, partnered with somebody who was in a movie and, uh, and like, talked about other horror movies. Oh, wait, we did that. Uh, and we actually have a few of those episodes up. You can always yeah. go to Horror in the Court. Check out our first three episodes of that. Uh, which, four? I think three. Not that four. I don't know if we ever got the fourth one out. That was the uh, defunct yeah. one, I think. That was the Leprechaun one we didn't get out. Yeah, we'll add more in the future. We'll yeah, see. We, well, we're, we're working with Darren, our, our good buddy Darren Ewing. So, so yeah, uh, go to iTunes and leave us five-star reviews. That will help us with our show. It'll get us a better standing in iTunes. and will help more listeners who, who would like to enjoy the show just like you do enjoy it just like you do. So without further ado, <laughs> here are our five-star reviews. Uh, the first one we got from Mind Fudge Comedy, and it says, So much fun. These guys are smart, funny, and entertaining. I've been listening for several months now and never know quite know what to expect. It's always fun, though. Check them out. All right. We got an awesome podcast by The Roel, and we've got great chemistry, 
Hilarious and full of pop culture references. How can you not listen to this podcast? Understood. And then we got Dope uh, by the Podcast Brothers. Five stars. Funny as hell. Y'all have a winner here. And we've got uh, Listen Up by, I like actually really like this name, Clever Nickname 802. Um, I wrote a great review like a year ago and freaking iTunes rejected it because I might have referred to parts of Jer's mom's anatomy that based on the amount that he talks about it, he really seems to like. True. Uh, I got really annoyed at being censored, so I blew it off. Gosh darn you, iTunes. It's been a while, and my wounded soul has finally healed. So I'm here to say this. This podcast is great. I listen to it during the rare moments I can escape my children, and it makes me laugh. Funny stuff. Google holes and interviews that make me ask, how the hell did you two weirdos from Vermont get them on your show? We ask that every time, actually. Um... If you have two ears, a thinking brain, and an appreciation for weird, funny, and weirdly funny, this is the podcast for you. Subscribe already. A good long one there. Ah, good. All right, next one says, They Are Brilliant by CEO Pistol Petey. Uh, the shows that they write are second to none. They are truly a hidden gem in internet radio world. Awesome. Thank you for that. We've got some good kind words coming to us. Epic podcast by Nerds With Words. This podcast literally talks about everything and anything under the star that we call the sun. Totally insightful, hilarious, but most of all, a great listen. Tune in and subscribe now. A++ Podcast. All right, and our last one is by, I think, a phone number that I'm not going to read out loud because that really looks <laughs> it, like a phone number. Is, it, it is until the last number, so if you have nine tries, you could actually get the whole number. Yeah, so, exactly. But it's an 866 number. So it, it's almost like a spam number, but it's yeah. not. So just read the just read. The I'm just going to read the title. Yeah. Knowledge and Entertainment, a Solid Combo, Five Stars. I discovered these guys via Twitter and gave them a shot. The sound quality is higher and discussions is a lot of fun. Uh, they give a lot of knowledge on current events and their opinions on everyday life. I like their sound and style and could definitely see myself listening to this pod regularly. Awesome job, Lost at Home. Yes. Despite the fact that it looks like a uh, a, a toll-free uh, debt collector number, it actually sounds like a legitimate review. That's good. Thank you, uh, you. Toll-free numbers. Bring, bring. Hello? housekeeping racist that's what they do they they always call and say housekeeping <laughs> it's all the calls i get that's literally 24 you just, you, 7 you just get calls from like bad 80s comics rehashing 80s comic material <laughs> yeah i got a few people on my shit list right now i really need to get back to them like all of them because they're just gonna keep leaving these voicemails Housekeeping. We are unoriginal, and this is the only joke we know. Housekeeping. I just keep dying. Can I suck your dick? Nine. But you know what you should do? You should tune into our show weekly. Make sure you subscribe if this is your first episode and you even slightly liked it. Make sure to tune in next week because we know we'll do a better job week to week. We always do. Uh, besides that, uh, we love you all. Thank you for tuning in. We have and, a uh, we, well, we got a we, we, we still got to get to the uh, the the question of the week. Oh fuck! I was doing a sign off, Jerry. I, I thought you were. I was I was kind of curious about. Jerry, are we really doing this, or are we just gonna skip it? We're gonna do it right now. We got to do it. Yeah, yeah. We got we got plenty of time, man. We got five minutes. But I'm just gonna keep talking and wasting this time. <laughs> okay. How about this? Uh, you no. posted a question of the week. This is the no, test. This is the testament to our fans. Thirty minutes before we aired. Okay, not before we aired, before we actually started recording. And every, we got a lot of chime-ins, okay? Fine. So what you did is you were chiming back to uh, our government study thing, and you asked, what ridiculous thing would you like the government to study? 
Lacey Northrup started right out with belly button stank. And Fear Inns said the effects of Chia Pets on AIDS with Kelly Bear uh, writing the effects of AIDS on Chia Pets and then Fear saying, yes, we need to know both sides of the story. Uh, Jason Northrup says Jer's mom's puss. And uh, Sean Moore piped in with big orange leader repellents, which I actually had a quick question about. Well, leaders in quotes, yeah. In other words, Trump. And then actually Jason kind of chimes in with being like, yeah, the Donald Trump administration. Yeah, and Cam Gullet uh, chimes in with, how much cuck could a cuck 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 if a cuck could cuck cuck cuck? Nice, very good. Wow, we're all on a Trump kick here. <laughs> we are, definitely. And then Brian Koss comes back with Organism 46B. Well, guess what? We already, we, we chimed in about 46B right Yeah, now. we did that, Brian. You hear yeah, that, Brian? Huh? Hey, and Brian. I fucking, and I guess what? I botched it for hey, you. Brian Sorry, Koss, buddy. You, you know April's sitting right next to you right now. You're listening to this together and she's side-eyeing you. I botched it for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, April, you're cool. April, you're totally you're, cool. You're fucking great. April, you're, great. you're awesome. Brian, oh, we're talking to you, Brian, Brian. Get your shit together, Brian. Get your Brian, shit together. Brian, get all your shit together. She's going to leave you if you don't she, fucking get your shit she's together. She's got her shit together, and it's packed and by the door. And she's looking at you, she's like, why doesn't this motherfucker have his shit together? Brian, get your fucking shit together, Brian. 46B. I heard them talking about 46B. It's bullshit. You know what 46B is? Her new apartment number. Yeah. Brian, get your fucking shit together. And move into 46B with your loved one. Or at least 46A so you can share your kids. <laughs> <laughs> So we love you, April and Brian. <laughs> we do. We really do. We love all our listeners, and we uh, appreciate you for chiming in 30 minutes before we had uh, any idea that we were going to do this. And now, hey, Scott, do you want to, I don't know, tell people that we're leaving now? Get lost, Chair. Get lost, Scott. <laughs> Yo, spit a stick for my dogs to we go one time. Over here we got fresh fed, and over here we got funky fringe. You know who I'm talking about? One time, one time, yeah, here we go One plus one equals a window The same window that a motherfucker has to throw a Molotov cocktail through If you know how it rolls, fuck yeah Cause I know you got your rags, you got so many rags That I know you wipe the blood up from your fags Cause you're such a fag, and you're such a fag that you have a dag Such a dag that you like a dry piece of shit that hangs From my motherfucking head and my ass Fuck yeah, you like a crab Have a stab, bitch, come on <laughs> That's what I'm doing <laughs> And I'm gonna pursue it, you know I'm gonna pursue it Cause I'm so fucking hot that I must fucking shoot it Shoot program, nigga! That's right! <laughs> Alright, so Back on the heat Back to where I can get my seat Back to where I can find my feet When I can roll on the motherfucker on Yeah, motherfuckers Bust got a plan, his plan is to tell the motherfucker Close to man about what really happened in that caravan Coming to the door, oh my god Mom was like, not again rabbit Got a bad habit, guess what Now you're gonna flick, stick and stab it <laughs> Yeah, guess what rabbit your uncle's really my brother Guess what, he was my motherfucking lover Then I made Nate though Guess what, he had worms And then he gave him the French though <laughs> Yeah, what's that, he holding the bat I know you got that, cause guess what Your mother's pussy smells like a wet cat Cause you gave her the brain man And you shoot her Stuck that kitty cash in the trash <laughs> 
in a plastic bag or thrown over the bridge like Stan. Hear the splash? That's right, motherfucker. I got your ass. Get that up into you. Come on. Everybody know he's Mr. KKK, Mr. Farfura. <laughs> Nazi, <laughs> Nazi Dominator. <laughs> this is hot stuff coming from a loser. Mr. KKK, Mr. Farfura. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's right, he's a naughty demon got the woke up next to a bitch that looked like a dog shit Left on the rug, fuck yeah, motherfucker, I'm a thug I got mad nugs and I'm about to dip him in my souls In your souls, that's right you No, know you want me, of course, of course Yeah, that's right, cause I make the cast Just like where you got your ass dashed In the locker room Homies can't do his laugh. Fuck yeah. Super Nazi. Fuck you,